No, those were not birds you just heard. Well, now, those are some exciting new pitches from our in-studio birding team. I'm just glad I'm not a bird being gathered up by a pitch like that. I might fly out when I find out a couple of fellows spoke bird like these boys do. We do have a good team here, and thanks for tuning in. This is Aviary Paragraph. We have a great show today on subject matters that can only be described as being relevant to birds. I am Zan Mars. This is Martin Salinas and Tim Luckley. This is a Birder's Paradise known as uh, Aviary Paragraph. Today this show is on pishing, surprise, surprise, and let's get into it. get straight into it with uh, describing what pishing is and why it is meaningful to you. Uh, Martin, I'd like to start with you. What is pishing? Well, Zan, pishing is, is a really, in, in many ways, a lost art in birding. Pishing is... Really? Yeah, we, we may have to dive into that a little bit more. Mm. I may be going a little into personal opinion there, but pishing mm. is the act of making noises with your mouth that uh, seem to call birds, uh, sometimes out of thin air, but can really draw those elusive mm. birds, those shrub dwellers, those low walkers, just draw them right out to you by making yeah. these special sets of sounds. Okay. And uh, Tim, what is pishing to you? Uh, to me, pishing is uh, some little sounds you make. Maybe get those birds all ruffle, ruffle their feathers a little bit. Maybe if they're curious enough, come see what the noise is all about. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are some good explanations. I, I got to say, for the viewers out there, um, if you would like to uh, reference one of these guys' um, uh, version of what pitch, pitching is, I got to tell you, um, I would not. I would reference an authority on this one. We're going to ask our friends over at 10,000birds.com to help us with 
what I'd like to call a real definition of what fishing is. One of the most important and perhaps inscrutable words in birding parlance is pish, as in, it only took a little bit of pishing to get that LBJ out of the bush. Pishing, typically deployed in the hopes of a better chance to identify skulking or ambiguous birds, is human-avian communication along the lines of, psst, over here, which even in a crowd invariably causes your head to turn to see if you're the one being psst at. Pishing is an accepted practice among birders, although there is some debate regarding the ethics of the activity. So, I mean, not to quote Shakespeare here, but I gotta ask, to pish or not to pish, that is the question. Um, Marcellinus, uh, we move to you on our birding panel to answer uh, that's this uh, formidable question. Well, Zan, it certainly is a good question, and, and I'm not surprised that Shakespeare is, was uh, asking it in addition to many other birders, yeah. because this really pishing... You know what, a lot of people don't realize that there's a Shakespeare in America as a foot um, in the birding world. We actually got uh, birds out there known as starlings... Um, that's a Shakespearean bird, in that they were brought over for uh, to Central Park, Central Park, New York. Have you heard this story? Uh, I, I, you know, you go ahead and Zan, the way that you're telling it right now, um, it's making it come alive. Okay. So keep well, going. Uh, there was um, a performance, a Shakespearean performance. I think it was Hamlet, some sort of other, sort of snooty, sort of uh, thing that was going on over there in England or something. Um, they brought him over to Central Park, these birds, they just let him loose. Uh, nearly cleared uh, the U.S. of the bluebirds. Now, a fun tidbit. It wasn't just the starling that this group of Shakespearean lovers mm. brought yeah. to Central Park, but they actually collected every single species of bird that mm. was ever mentioned in a Shakespeare play, brought them to Central Park, and released them. Wow. Of those birds, yeah. most were not adequately equipped to survive and reproduce in the new world, thus okay. died off. Right. One species, however, to which you speak, Only the European one. starling, has now become one of the most abundant and highly invasive species of the North American continent. Well, I'd, we could talk Shakespeare all day, and I would like to, but i got to bring you back uh, to what we were talking about, which was the question, to pish or not to pish. That is the question. Well, Zan, as I said before, uh, while certainly Shakespeare posed this very serious question, it, uh, it kind of comes back around every time. I end up asking myself the same thing because it's all about that fine line. To me, pitching is such a fine line. I've never been able to come uh, down really, really heavy-handedly one way or the other the on one fine, side of the yeah. fence or the other. Okay. That's a yeah. That's a, a great explanation. Um, uh, I, I understand um, what you're trying to say there. Um, for more, I'm going to ask Tim Lequie the same question. Tim, uh, to pish or not to pish? That is the question. Do you uh, have an answer at this point in time? Um, per personally, I choose not to pish. Um, I like when I observe bird. I'm interested in its mm. observing its natural behavior. Okay. Uh, not just you know. Uh, seeing the bird or you know and checking it off a list but actually spending some time to uh you know to observe how you know each bird's behavior is unique you know depending on you know uh species 
pishing is an art. Uh, is your background in in the sciences? Is that uh, my? So you're unable to pish in any way, or? Uh, no, I could, I could if I if I wanted to. It's just the desire isn't there. Yeah, the, okay. just the desire isn't there. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that was a great. De that was called the Great Debate. Is it? Uh, or no, this is called the Great Debate. Um, is it pishing or is it spishing? Um, okay, so essentially, pishing out there, for those of you who don't know, uh, a lot of people are spelling this P-I-S-H-I-N-G. This word is an onomatopoeic uh, word, so I would say um, some people also spell it S-P-I-S-H-I-N-G. So the difference is in the S. Um, so here is uh, my question to you guys. Uh, spishing or pishing? Um, well, Zane, if, if, I, if I may... Um, for all of our viewers, I'd just like to kind of break down a, a typical, uh, pish so that we can see what it might be for you. Okay. So if I were going out pishing, uh, which I gotta say, I don't really do, okay. um, let's hear it in, kind of in slow motion here. As opposed to, yes. so that first uh, example of pishing, I would go that that Definitely would be more great examples of pishing. I gotta, I gotta say, Martin, those were, um, you know, it's great to see a talent like that in the studio. Uh, certainly, the first uh, example that I've given you is is, is quite more of a pishing p i s h i n g, yeah. whereas the second. Uh, leaned a little bit more towards the SP mm. version. Right. The etymology of words we all know is so important to understanding fully any subject matter, which is why I see it as being almost impossible not to have an opinion on this subject. So, Martin, I must redress you here and say, is it pishing or is it spishing? Which is it? For the sake of taking a stance, I am going to go ahead and say it is Pishing, with okay. a P. Wow, that's uh, that's excellent. Uh, Tim, uh, uh, pishing or spishing? Pishing. Pishing. Okay, we got two pishing. I uh, gotta gotta be the great uh, <laughs> uh, devil's advocate here. I I actually prefer spishing. Um, spishing, I think, is it, it's gives it just a, a better ring. I I like it a lot more. Um, it's more effective birding strategy to me. Now, Zan, truly, when you say that you're being the devil's advocate, mm -hmm. is there not a part of you somewhere that recognizes and saying that, that you are defending something which you don't truly believe? No, well, I, you know, uh, I don't, well... Uh, deep, deep down inside, mm -hmm. you know it. fishing is better. Well, but, you know, I, well, I would say that as, uh, I would say that as a speaker of spishing, um, I would, uh, say that I am definitely in the minority. And, um, if you do look at a lot of different, uh, uh, things, uh, going in throughout history, you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Nobody does. Um, many times the minority, uh, in any historical event is actually, uh, soon to become the majority. Um, and I think this is one of those events. Well, you heard it here first on Aviary Paragraph from our host, Zan Mars. He predicts that spishing is going to overtake pishing in the United States. 
I definitely agree with Martin Salinas. Um, uh, I did state the facts there. Um, I will say that um, we are going to take a brief commercial break, then we'll be back uh, with the brief segment that I'd like to call Pishing Like a Pro Might Pish. Um, it's a little bit about spishing um, that you would think uh, would allow you to understand spishing a little more. And with that, uh, we'll take a brief commercial break. back. Uh, so despite what these guys have said, pishing uh, can be labeled as an effective birding strategy in the whole Arctic zone, which is a relatively small area as we all know, and mainly works to attract tits and chickadees. So uh, someone like W.C. Fields would be proud of that one. That's just a little joke. No. Um, so uh, <clears throat> that was my joke of the day. I'm doing that. That's a new um, brief, very brief segment. Um, it's called Zan's Joke of the Day. Uh, but now we do have an even briefer segment, Pishing Like a Pro Might Pish, where we have a pre-recorded conversation between Martin and uh, who we have brought in the studio, Dylon Snolt, uh, who is a huge active birder in the birding community. To discuss pishing, uh, he is a real expert. Martin, uh, how's your guys' conversation? Did you learn anything new on pishing? I, I gotta tell you, Zan, Dylon Snolt, if only we could have him here every episode. That's great. He is a, a birder's goldmine. This guy is the Quetzal of of birding knowledge. Right. He's the bird of paradise, of birding lore. Hmm. He Definitely. is just really someone who, uh, certainly when I was talking with him, I felt like a, a skein of geese against a... a a winter sky. I mean, just just birding extraordinaire. I see where you're coming from, Tim. You were there, uh, as I understand, in the uh, <clears throat> talking with Dylan. Did you get any sort of uh, tips or anything on birding that you like to share? Yeah, his um, his just some of his pishing technique. You know, I'm really uh, big on technique. Yeah, big. Even though I don't, 
I don't pish, you know, I can admire. You can respect. I can respect, the art form. you okay. know, the the art. Yeah. Right. Even though I might not apply it in my birding, sure. you know, I can see how it took a lot of skill. Definitely. Is definitely. he not a matador of pishing? Yeah, we're going to listen to that recording now. Hello, is, is, this, is this Dylon? Hey, this is uh, Dylon. Dylon, uh, can you go ahead and talk a little bit for me? Uh, yes, uh, hello, hello. Dylon, this is Martin Salinas calling you from Aviary Paragraph. Oh, it's so great to uh, speak with you. And this is uh, Tim Lequi in studio. Hello, Tim, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah. I'm, you'll have to excuse me. Right now, I'm actually burning. Right now? Well, Dylan, we, we couldn't get this conversation started without first saying a, a birder's hello to you. Oh, yes. Well, I, I, I love the show. Oh, you, you're a listener. I'm a, I'm a regular listener to the show, and I, I just love it very much. Thank you. That's that's flattering coming from uh, coming from you, of all people. I, yes, I, I know. Now, Dylan, you know uh, that that in, in the birding world, uh, information spreads so quickly. Now that we're here in the in the twenty first century in the information age, and one of those pieces of information which has recently spread to us is that you, Dylan, are a phenomenal pisher. Now, we know that you've taught many workshops on pishing uh, around the nation. And for, for our viewers out there, if there was one piece of advice you could give about pishing, what would that advice be? I would say any bird that you find sculpting your uh, sage, um, shoot it a little pish, and you might find yourself to be a happy burger on this day. And Dylan, could you weigh in for us? Because our viewers want to know, uh, in terms of the conversation about the ethical dilemma of pishing, where do you fall? Is it, are there certain precautions that a uh, birder wanting to pish should take out in the field? Yes, yes. I have explored the phenomenon of the tape rule, which I'm um, sure so you know is very similar to uh, the, the, the pishing. A song is played and again a half a bird is found. Uh, pishing is a way to find birds of a feather. You may find as many as the 20 birds in a scientific bird count, as many as 20% more birds in your count. Wow. This technique. Um, I would say birding is it's naturally a disturbing and so pissing, uh, you must 
keep yourself at a distance. No. And the problem is, well, the problem, Martin, is that no critical studies on fishing have been performed, so this leaves the world of the fish up for the debate. You see, when I fish, I sometimes do little kissing noises like this. Or sometimes I do like a, uh, what you call a tongue kicking. Or also in our impressions. You can also perform this on any sort of attractive device. In fact, I can even give my cat a call and it will respond with this attention. Well, just for a bit, all I do is I go, This works with, uh, just the same as we talked, you know. Dylan, this is truly fascinating. Uh, I, I can't help but just have my spirit lifted by the skill that you employ in all of your variety of fishing techniques. However, I, I'm a little hesitant as a beginning pisher to just go out into the field and try it, knowing that I, I certainly wouldn't be achieving your uh, level of competency in pishing. So for that beginning pisher, should they practice at home before heading into the field, or should they just head straight out there and find out what works out in the field? told me you'd have good questions. Um, you should just uh, walk out there, or you can go stay at home and, and do it in your house as well. Um, I just say actively bird. Uh, Dylan, who, who exactly uh, told you that we'd have such good questions? Who, who was that? Uh, I just assumed. Could it have been our producer, Anna Glover? Yes, we're all yes. very grateful for the work she does around here. Oh, yes, she's very... She, uh, me, I was... We were talking about fishing with her. She was, yes, also very nice to me. Now, Dylan, wow. I, could, I could stay on the phone with you, uh, really all day, uh, but we do have a very packed schedule here on Aviary Paragraph this episode. So I would like to leave you, uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this thought, and then I would like to let you leave our viewers with whatever thought you choose. And what I would like to leave you with, I'm sure you've heard it before from us, uh, is get out there, Dylan, and, and go, Bird. Well, thank you very much, Martin. And being currently birding, it makes me feel so good to talk to somebody who knows a bird like you, too. Uh... I would say to the just of yours, I'd say, uh, you just decide your own fate. Well, you heard it here on Aviary Paragraph. That was Dylon Nolt, and we are going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with you. This is Martin yeah, Salinas. <laughs> Wow, guys, that was um, 
a really excellent interview. I, I really loved uh, to hear what Dylon had to say. Uh, it's really great to see uh, uh, you guys talking with a real authority on, on Spishing. I believe uh, Dylon was actually referring to it as Pishing, Zan. Well, that's, um, that is an unusual thing to say, but we don't have time to get into that now. Um, in fact, we are going to have to take a brief commercial break. guys well um we're actually we've got a couple of segments coming up for you now uh we've got a bird trivia segment we've got of course tim's bird book corner we've been getting a lot of great emails about tim's bird book corner um at, uh, uh that's tim luckley he talks about a book all, every week and don't forget you can always reach out to us on twitter yeah you can definitely reach us that's to, uh, at aviary twitter, uh some sort of uh, we have all the social media um and then uh, we're going to end it up with Martin and Tim. Uh, they both have prepared exciting bird stories. So um, we will not be actually um, doing spotter sound this this um, this time around, actually. So Certainly with, with heavy hearts, we, uh, we bring that to the viewers this week. Yes. That's, I had no idea. It's, that's uh, heartbreaking to hear, actually. Yeah, well, yeah. No, it, it um mass why or uh, you, you know, I I I can't really exp I can't really say that on air. But um that is true. So, uh with our next segment, we have of course uh Tim's Bird Book Corner. Tim, we uh this is a fishing show, so I was thinking imagine you'd have a fishing uh based book. Uh, you thought right, Zan, and so, um, I did some research, and I, I decided that, uh, if I'm gonna review a, a book on pishing, I might as review, I might as well review the book on pishing. Yeah, why not? Um, so, uh, so this one is The Art of Pishing, um, how to Attract Birds by Mimicking Their Calls, book and audio CD. Uh, this is by Peter Dune, um, Dune the Birdman, oh, okay. is what so they call him. And so this, he's got to know a lot about birds. He's a, um, he's actually quite um, 
a well-known birder. He's um, a lifer, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, had his bird-related articles. Uh, have a, They've appeared in numerous publications. Uh, bird, Bird's World, Birding, After Bird reading... Watcher's Digest, wow. Wild Bird, and the New York Times. Mm. Um, oh, now, Tim, I see. If, if you're with Peter... Um, would you say that you were likely to dip out or unlikely to dip out? Uh, I would not dip out if I was with Peter because I would be picking his brain for, for bird knowledge. Right, I mean, well, you wouldn't you, want to get you, out there and have you a... You don't dip out, you, you get dipped out. You don't want a stringy ID when you're dipping out. With oh, Peter. oh, I see, I see where you're going. Uh, well, I, I highly doubt that that would be an issue with, with this guy. This guy is a master pitcher, a master. Um, he, you know, he's from New Jersey. He's the, you know, he's the current director of, um, Cape May Bird Observatory. This guy's an expert. Yeah. And so, um, so, uh, it, let, let's, let's look up Amazon here. Um, let's see what we got. All right, so so getting back to the review, let's let's get on Amazon here and see what they have to say. Um, you know, this is this is four stars. This this comes with an audio CD, and uh, unfortunately, they don't have any samples um, uh, on the Amazon website. Um, but um, you know, um, you can use your imagination uh, uh, as what they might sound like. How sure. have you ever gone wrong receiving an audio CD? Um, no, um, especially, especially from Amazon. I was looking up this book, um, recently, uh, trying to go on the MySpace music and looking up this book in their search and actually nothing came up. All right. Um, so, you know, very, very good reviews here on Amazon. Uh, let, let me look up a, a couple here. There's, there's 22 reviews, um, no, Tim, we don't have time for all 22. Oh, we won't do gonna, all 22. You're going to have to but... pick uh, 18 or 19 so the, That's true. Uh, all right, that's so true. this 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 one describes the book as a, uh, a manual for attracting birds while field birding. Uh, mm-hmm. This is from 2007, so this is a while ago. Yeah. No, when was um, this book published? Um, uh, 2006. Okay. So it kind of um kind of makes sense there. Wow, yeah, and that makes you wonder if this reviewer, if it took them a year to read this book, or whether they had bought the book a year Is after. Now, Tim, you published. read this. Was this a, a dense guide to fishing, or was this kind of a grab and go? This was a. This is a. This is grab and go. Perfectly described. Something this you book. want in your pack. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, you're probably not going to remember. There's a lot of, you know, know, noises and, you know, onomatopoeias. You know, it's it's hard to remember all that stuff. This kind of reminds me of the book from A to Z. If you don't remember from from our first, um, we, we, uh, of course, we reviewed that book in our first show. So back to to this book, of course. Uh, back to this book, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, on-the-go tutorial on how to pish. You're out there, you're in the brush, you, you know, think maybe you'd like to try out a few pishing techniques. Sure. Um, this is gonna help you to achieve that goal. Yeah. Now, is this sort of a, in a format where you're just sort of reading, uh, Peter's thoughts, or, or it, is it more of a, a workbook where he has specific kind of exercises for you to do it's it's a workbook it's it's the type of 
of a book that you know you spend enough time with it out in the field while you're birding you're gonna pick the stuff up mm. so if this is something you're interested in this is this is the way to go okay well um i gotta say that was a great uh really great review of the uh this pitching book um by this author you have um now what was your favorite part of the book uh, just some of these audio samples are just so amazing that, you know, that Was they're that coming from a... function or... Um, so, <clears throat> with that, I think we're going to start uh, our, our next segment, if you don't mind here. Uh, go right ahead. That, okay. that was, uh, Tim's Bird Book Corner. Okay. With that, that was a fantastic segment. Well, now we're going to move on to our next segment, which is, of course, Bird Trivia. Now, this is a game where um, I'm going to uh, say some bird trivia. You're each going to get a chance to answer, um, and then we're going to tally up your points, see who wins. We know that last uh, uh, time um, mm. yes. was actually Tim's first uh, victory of any game on the show. He may have started a streak, Sam. Well, well let's, not, let's not speak wow, okay. too soon, right. you guys. Well, don't uh, curl up and die just yet. <laughs> um, so uh, here it comes with our bird trivia first question of the day is what is the name of the new birding sport which combines geocaching and birding uh, Tim uh, geo bird catching that's a good guess uh, Martin you know I may have read an article on this just this morning uh, bird caching um, that's also a good guess, but, uh, that isn't uh, what we're looking for, guys. Uh, we're looking for AV caching. That's AVI caching. It's a game which is meant to help disperse, uh, civilian birding data, uh, to underrepresented areas in our communities here. Um, it's got prizes available that are financed through eBird and the, uh, Cornell Lab of Ornithology, actually. It's a combination game. The Cornell Lab and, of course, eBird teamed up on this one. Um, they have... Uh, Those two organizations are like coffee and cream. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, so um, I know that somebody actually, they won a... They won a um, the, one of the first winners won a pair of Binox. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Do you know what kind? Uh, I think they're Zier. Yeah, I think they're, Zeiss. They're Zeiss, yeah. They're Zeiss Binox. So some high-quality instruments that the Ornithological Society has given out there. Um, very fascinating. Um, so that is zero zero on our trivia, and we're going to our second question here. What important member of the birding community did the birding community recently lose? Uh, Tim. Uh, um... Um, Peter, um, Jackson? Uh, no, I'm not, no, that is, I'm afraid that's incorrect. Uh, you know, Zan, that was, uh, Vern Lau. Yeah, it was, um, actually, uh, sadly, I will say that Vern Lau, um, really a giant of burning, uh, recently did pass from esophageal cancer. Um, he was a uh, announcer for This Birding Life, uh, contrib contributing in that that podcast, another po another bird, sister podcasts on birds. Um, he was a contributor who passed at the age of sixty. It's a really unfortunate loss for the birding community. 
that's tragic. Our, our thoughts certainly go out. Yeah, to his family and um, everyone up there in Cape Cod. So, uh, with that, we have it to zero uh, to one. Martin is now getting the lead. You know, how about that? All right, so this is uh, another question. It's less news-based. Uh, which birds are the slowest flyers in the world? Tim. Um, uh, the... Um, chicken? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not seeing that here. I don't think that judges say no. Martin. Uh, Zan, I'm going to need to take a moment just to kind of think about this one. Yeah, uh, it's a do I have one. a time limit? Um, there is no time limit within reason. All right. Certainly I'm in that chicken realm, um, kind of thinking about grouse uh, type birds, but I know that they can really burst out into sudden bursts of flight. So sure. kind of rolling out um, grouse and, and actually most of the upland game birds. Um, I know the albatross have a lot of difficulty uh, mm. taking off right, and yeah. gaining flight, but once they're flying, I think they move along pretty quickly. Um, is that I'm going to ask for a hint? Well, I would, I'll give you one actually. Um, and this is one that maybe Tim would have found useful if he hadn't said uh, blurted out chicken. That hint is that uh, this is uh, for the slowest bird in flight so this albatross the chicken you know ostrich a lot of these birds that are just trying to take off um it's it's actually their cruising speed that we're looking for um you know zan i don't think i'm going to be able to get this one down to species but yeah. kind of just thinking about that hint you gave me I'm, I'm thinking what is a bird that uh would never really need to be in pursuit of its prey um you know and, and that's kind of bringing me to vultures. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and make my guess uh, the our North American vulture, the turkey vulture, as the slowest. Mm. Unfortunately, no. It, it's the American woodcock who uh, they fly actually at eight, eight kilometers, uh, actually kind of sort of European style bird, I guess, an hour. Um, so with that, we still have Martin in the lead with one point. Um, this next question... Kind of an easy one. What is the first domesticated bird? Tim, to you. Well, uh, I don't want to get this one wrong again. Sure, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, House Sparrow. Oh, unfortunately, no. Yeah, really sad on that one. Yeah. That stings. Yeah. Hi, uh, Martin? Gonna go with the chicken. Ooh, again. Ostrich. Mm. Emu. No. Cassowary. <laughs> nice try. Turkey. No, maybe this is a harder one than I thought. Um, our judges take quail. Would have taken two answers. The duck. Still not, uh, that's close. It is the duck. It's the mallard or the pigeon. Those are the two. Uh, okay, so uh, we still have that uh, score as at, at one. So now here we are. Uh, with our last couple of questions here, true or false, this is the, these next uh, two are going to be true or false. True or false, birds have solid bones. Tim. Uh, that's false. Uh, uh, Martin. I'm going to go with false. Mm, scratch that. True. Okay. 
Well, you shouldn't have second-guessed yourself there, Martin, because unfortunately, birds do have, uh, it was false, birds' bones are hollow. They are not, no, no solid bones. Now, if, solid bones. if I could explain a, a little bit more of why I actually chose that answer. Well, I know, the judge's cho- that, that was the judge's choice. Now, certainly, birds do have some hollow bones, and some of their bones are also solid. So, when asking the question, are birds' bones uh, solid, the correct answer would be true, because some of their bones are solid. Well, um, well I guess suppose we can give you a half a point on that one for the explanation. Uh, so, that's uh, two and a half points. Uh, Martin is still in the lead with t- against Tim's one point. Here's the next true or false one. Hummingbirds uh, fly backwards. True or false? True. Okay. That's interesting. True. Okay. Very interesting. That, I gotta say, is the first one you've both gotten right. Uh, it is true. Hummingbirds can fly backwards. So now it gives Tim two points. Uh, Martin, 3.5 points. Um, we got another question here. What bird helped the original Mormon settlement from the disastrous fate of grasshopper attacks. When the Mormon settlements originally developed in Utah, they encountered merciless, unmerciless uh, uh, grasshopper attacks on their crops and fields. And there was one bird that came to their rescue. It's kind of a historical bird. This is an interesting question. Is this the, the dick sissel? Uh, dick sissel's a good guess. Martin? Field Sparrow. Field Sparrow, another good guess. It was the California Gull. The California Gull came to the rescue. Wow, interesting. Very interesting. So, um, (coughs) we do have one last question, and I gotta say, this one is a three-pointer. So, we're still uh, very much uh, close here in here. Martin, you got 3.5. Tim, uh, you got two. Uh, Here's the last question. Does fishing begin with an S... Or with the letter S or the letter P. I'm going to have ten. to go P on this one, Zan. Fishing with a P. Okay, well, that's an unusual choice, I, must I say. don't think so. Well, it is. I, and uh, Martin. Zan, I'm sticking with uh, Tim. I'm going with P. Well, all right. Um, unfortunately, you guys are, are incorrect. So, um, unfortunately, you were both incorrect on that one. Um, moving on. Uh, uh, if, if we could back up just a moment. Well, you know, Martin, you won. I wouldn't even go there. i just say don't go there. Our judges are the end-all, be-all on this show. Yeah, you know, Zan, I just... I just don't know about that right now. I, well, you know, I really think that it's. You I know, gotta with tell a P, you, I just, I really think that when it comes with bird, Peter Dune, I when believe, it comes to bird was, uh, trivia, the art of yeah, when it comes to bird kind trivia, of the authority. I on am this. the law. So he uses I am the law on this show. Pishing um, with a with a P is the official need. I've just with checked an S, the birders. It's very much with. This is going to be a case. Of disagreement that is going now, to echo down the halls is. of history on the side uh, of the. I'm S. over here actually referencing uh, David Allen Sibley. So well, I wouldn't even go there I, with I references. Yeah, I mean these these guys I, are I the experts, and I mean uh, they're the experts. I could I have a billion references of where the like S what? comes before the. 
I can type it in right now. I got my computer here. I can type in getting references. Well, let's Special. let's. How many hits do you get that for that on? I Google? get like six billion hits over here. I, I don't Try use Google. With I a use P, Yahoo. Martin. See how many hits Yahoo. you get. See here it is. Yahoo for spishing. So I'm here. Uh, Spanish songs. I'm here on popular Spanish songs. I'm here what on Sibley's Sibley guides, and uh, he is referencing this as uh, as pishing, not spishing. Uh, so that's David Allen. That's for the layman. That's that is uh, not actually for the not. His, he's uh, an ornithologist. His he father, is an ornithologist. His father, but he's, this uh, specific founded DNA DNA hybridization. The, the whole article, way that we <laughs> reorganize them, birds. I, as by even, his father. This there. is a great ornithologist. Uh, I just say agree to disagree. I, I don't think we could agree because, to disagree. Well, I, I do think... because it's going to be very much the S. It's it's certainly. So uh, with that, we're going to have to take there's a quick some, there's commercial some break. We're taking here. a quick break here. Yeah, um, we'll it, be back. Pishing with a P. That's uh, with an S. Forget about it. All right. See ya. And we're back from that uh, very heated argument, uh, back here to more of an orderly, I would say, every paragraph to end off our show. Of course, we have a couple of exciting bird stories here. Uh, Martin and Tim would like to share with us live on air. Uh, I'm talking, I'm talking live right now. I'm not talking about pre-recorded, you know, as our, um, as our Dylan Snolt uh, um, uh, recording was. This is live on air unusual stories are these stories involving fishing or fishing guys uh no no okay so um with that if you guys want to take it away uh martin um i know that uh you know i have a kind of a, well actually i'm going to start with a little bit of an unusual story of my own i i was out so i don't know if any of you out there have been clued in. Uh, I, I recently met a guy at, at uh, my local deli, and we've uh, we go out birding several times uh, a, a month. Um, he's a really really good guy, nice guy, and uh, his name's Jason. And we were out there uh, talking birds, and um, I was talking to him, and um, he was telling me that. He actually has an amazing collection of study skins. He has uh, a couple study skins that he keeps at his um, a house, which kind of brings us back to that sort of taxidermy thing, which I thought was unusual. Um, so I just thought I would add that in there, kind of my ten cents. Um, he's got some some di he's got some dead birds, or as I like to call them, uh, dermy to be in his uh, in his closet of the story, but. Uh, so, um, with that, uh, Martin, I'll hand the, the mic over to you. Well, Zan, this story comes to our viewers as a word of <coughs> caution. As you consider to pish or not to pish, as Shakespeare posed to us through our host Zan Mars earlier on the show, I'd also like you to consider this story, this cautionary birding tale. Well, Zan... I bring you my story this week as a cautionary tale to birders who may be considering heading out into the field to pish or use audio playback. This story is of a group of avid birders who strolled through a boardwalk going through a freshwater wetland. They, all going out to find as many birds as they could, stopped when they heard a small marsh wren 
Now they could not quite see this marsh wren, for it was hidden, as marsh wrens tend to be hidden in the sedges. Our young marsh wren, unbeknownst to the birders, was hiding from a dominant male who controlled this section of the wetland. He stayed in hiding because he knew, should he emerge, he would surely be threatened with his own death. Our birders, however, did not heed the caution of this marsh wren and began playing the call on an electronic playback device. The marsh wren, curious, attention perked, decided to investigate and came out from hiding. Oh, what a sad decision for this marsh wren. For when he came out, he looked and simply saw a group of humans staring on, looking through their binoculars. They quickly got their fill, their sight was seen, and they moved on, but did not see the full effect of what they had done. Because as they moved on, the dominant male marsh wren emerged also from sedges, claiming this is my territory. And the young marsh wren could not flee in time. The dominant one came, swooped down, and small feet but strong feet grasped onto the young marsh wren and began pushing down and down. The marsh wren was quickly half submerged underwater. He resisted but was overpowered by the older and more dominant male. Over time, the marsh wren took in water through his beak. He could no longer resist as strongly. His resistance became weaker and weaker until it petered out, just as his breath petered into death. That's my story, uh, uh, Zan. So, Tim, uh, I hope you you'd like to share as well. That was uh, that was very moving, yeah. Martin. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, kind of a, a display, almost a plumage, I'd say. Yeah, the the story had some some beautiful plumage to it. Yeah. I must say. Right. Uh, so, with my story, I'm gonna get a little bit more casual with it. Um, so, yeah, the. Uh, Yesterday, I um, showed up to work and, uh, you know, I had some equipment to fix, just some power tools, but uh, I was by myself at one of our preserves where we keep our tools, so I decided to go on a little morning bird stroll sure. on the clock, wink, wink. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, walked down to the creek, Scatter Creek, started... Uh, scanning and you know in the distance I could hear uh, you know quite a few red-winged blackbirds um, there was a, a bald eagle perched and what it was fascinating that I noticed was that on uh, all the trees all along the creek were dozens of uh, scrub jays and stellar's jays wow more concentrated huh. during the winter than you know most amount yeah, I'd, I'd ever see. seen, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the, the trees along this creek were all um, organ ash, Fraxinus latifolia. It's our native uh, riparian ash. Okay, certainly. Um, and they and you were... You can tell those uh, by their uh, compound leaves. Uh, ex ash, yes, exactly. Uh, three, I believe, um, opposite sets, uh, followed by a terminal leaf. 
Yes, yes, that's correct. Um, yes. During during the winter, um, them and the the Gary Oaks, the Quercus Garyana, they both. Yeah. Uh, you can you can tell them uh, because they're a deciduous tree. They are covered with uh, lichen, oh, with okay. some bright brightly white white colored lichen. Right. Um, so they really stand out, but um, you know, I just have been thinking about this uh, sighting ever since. You know, why so many jays along this one sure, creek? They were the the predominant species. I saw that morning. I you know, yeah. I wonder what food source or you know whatnot yeah. they were they were eating there. So that's kind of a definitely open for interpretation story. Yeah, definitely. Definitely something to consider with that, I'd say. But um, and if uh, if you have any uh, ideas or know anything about behavior, winter behavior, uh, feeding behavior of scrub jays or stellar jays, feel free to, to email yeah. us. We'd love to, to hear uh, hear from you guys. And we actually uh, received while you were telling your story, um, Tim. We received an email uh, from a viewer just saying, "Season two, hilarious." Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's good. That's really good. That's good. To, yeah, we really want to yeah. hear feedback. Yeah, feedback yeah. is always welcome here at Avery um, Pirga. Yeah, how uh, how can they, uh, Zan? How can these these listeners get a you, hold of us? Well, they can tweet us. They can uh, Gmail us. We have a Gmail account. What's at our Avery. What's our Twitter Twitter it's, handle? Um, at Aviary Paragraph, or maybe it's uh, you got it. Yeah, at Aviary Paragraph. At Aviary Paragraph, and then there's. Um, We've got our angel fire. Yeah, we have our angel fire. Leave website. a comment there. Yeah, that's definitely a great place to go. Uh, we have a lot of our um, photo shoot uh, pictures are going to be available on that angel angel fire webpage. Download them, make them your background. Yeah. If they want to ask us a question, or if you know maybe they don't have Twitter, what, what do they have? A, is there an email address? Yeah, that Gmail us at aviaryparagraph at gmail dot com. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, you hear it, heard it here. Yeah. Uh, send us. Just an give e- us a high tech bird call. I'd like. Yeah. To call. That's what I'm calling <laughs> emails now. <laughs> and uh, you know, if we get some good emails, yeah. maybe we'll we'll read them on air. Sure. Yeah. That I. Be, I mm, that sounds like fun. When pig when pigs fly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all we all sound pretty. Oh, sorry, agreeable. I mean when when birds fly, <laughs> we'll read them on it. Okay, well that's our show. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, uh, Zan Mars as always. Martin Salinas, get out there and go bird. Uh, this is Tim Leckwe, and as always, it was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, well thanks so much for listening to our spishing episode, um, and uh, with that, I'll say uh, good night to you. Psh, psh. Great.
why listen me too Put your little head on my shoulder So that I can whisper to you Whispering while you cuddle near me Whispering so no one can hear me Each little whisper seems to cheer me I know it's true, there's no one near but you You're whispering while you never leave me Whispering while you never grieve me Whisper and say that you believe me Whispering that I love you Whispering while you cover me Whispering so no one can hear me Whisper and say 